Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. everyone hello everybody welcome to kirsty and Briny's comfort zone i am kirsty and i am Briny, and we're going to be diving into each other's brains and finding out what the heck is going on what the heck what the <laughs> frick is going on in my brain <laughs> and let me tell you the dream this week is a yeah. weird one. I don't know what the heck was going on in my brain, <gasps> and I am, I am, I'm hoping that you'll be able to tell me. My dream is a weird one too, so I'm hoping you'll be able to tell me. Oh my god! <laughs> this, this is, is it. This is the week this that we finally friends. do it. Yeah, yeah. We can solve each other's problems <laughs> and ignore our own. Yay! <laughs> That's what friendship is for. Woo-hoo. <laughs> I also had, I mean, I told you about it. I had like such a horrible dream the other night, but I remembered um, that that dream also had another part of it in, Ooh. which was that, so it was unrelated. So I, I, I didn't record it because it was horrendous, but I basically had a dream that all donkeys and horses were ordered to be killed by a warlord and I just kept seeing them get killed and it was horrible. No. But within that dream, there was a completely separate bit where I went to see our foster hamster, Julietta, and she had, it turned out she had never eaten any of the fruit or veg that I had ever given her. She ate her like seeds and stuff, mm-hmm. but she'd never eaten any of her fresh stuff. And she had organized it all neatly into piles. And there was like a little pile of baby carrots, even though I've never given her baby carrots. Um, there was like a little pile of cucumber, a little pile of parsley, all of this stuff. And I was like, why haven't you been eating any of this? I gave this to you as a Aww. gift. She's <laughs> just saving just, it for later. Yeah. Just, just, just organizing it nicely. It's like she'd, she'd made a little market of it. <laughs> oh, bless her. Well, my dream didn't have any animals in it this week, which is a first. Oh, it was more sort of about food and people, which was weird. But yeah. I'm going to apologize now for any noise that you pick up of. Basically, I'm having to record this in the living room because Alex is home. And Fion woke up this morning and she chose chaos and violence. And she's just, <laughs> she's she's got real spring fever and she's like Aww. digging at everything and... You're probably just going to hear, like, if you hear little scurrying noises, it's not the mice in your walls. It's it's in your ears. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she just wants to be on the podcast. That's all. She does. Fionn, do you have any dreams you want to share? No. She just wants to do no. crimes. Just Understandable. Crimes. Understandable. I reckon bunnies do have dreams, though, because sometimes they oh, wake yeah. up in such different moods. Something must have gone on. Yeah, definitely. I think I think animals all dream, honestly. Like, yeah. You know, it's just, the, the fact that that's in question is just wild to me. Yeah. We're not special. Of course they dream. Oh, my gosh. I just remember there was something I wanted to share with you. Oh, mm-hmm. oh no, I've left it upstairs. Oh, Brady. Go, quick, run. Go okay. and get it. Sam, okay. cut this out. <laughs> cut it out, or just keep it in, and I'll I'll talk throughout you can this do, entire part. Do an ad part. read. BRB. Uh, um. Uh. 
the comfort zone it's a podcast that you're listening to hashtag ad don't keep listening <laughs> Brainy has left me I am alone I'm sad now loads of money with your ad yeah now. yeah mm-hmm, yeah amazing yep. so i'm reading a retelling of the story of troy right. and there's a bit in the in the book where this woman she's pr- pregante with baby mm-hmm. and she has this dream while she's pregnant and she goes to see um like a uh what do you call it like a um not a prophet but like a you know, someone who's going to tell her what her dream means, sort of thing. Okay. And, um, wait, what are they called? My uh, mind's gone completely blank because I've run around. <laughs> like a seer or a... Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. So they say, like, okay, we'll go, we'll go and see them and they'll tell us what the dream is going to mean. And um, his response to, <laughs> to her dream is... It tells us that your baby will be the death of us all, the cause of the complete destruction of our city and our whole civilization. It Mm. tells us that if your child in your belly survives to manhood, for it is certain that it will be a male child, then Troy will burn to the ground, never to rise again. Ilium will be no more than a memory, a burnt page in the history, in the book of history. And that is what the Queen's dream tells us. And I read it and I was like, why don't we tell people that when we have guests on? Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Why are we always like, oh, you're probably a wee bit stressed yeah, and you, you need to loosen anxious, up? But I think also, we should start yeah. telling people that... Any of your that... spawn will cause the <laughs> raising of of your hometown and it will be a <laughs> scar on the landscape forevermore. I think we should, we should like ramp up. Because, you know, we're in our second series now. Maybe we should yeah, start we ramping to start up being the, uh, like real the prophecies. <laughs> yeah, we've got to start with the prophecies and, you know, the doomsaying. And telling people that they have to, you know, like, go to your local pond and kiss the first frog you see and and uh, drink Ribena and then, only then, shall ye be cleansed. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, like, oh, imagine if he was on the podcast. It'd be, It'd be very right intense. Tough, that fella. Yeah. <laughs> he would. I've been saying for ages, we need to do an episode where we like go through things like this, where like people have dreams in like movies or stories and stuff and and just be like, what could this possibly be about? Yeah. But, you know, he's done our job for us there, so maybe not that one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess we do have the hindsight of... uh... We can just see what happened at Troy. We don't have to portend, foretell, foretend. We just need to read a history book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it made me chuckle. I love it. A bit of doomsaying. Just a little, just a smidgen of doomsaying. Just a a small... Spice up the podcast. (laughs) Just a a pinch. So, with that in mind, should we hear one of our dreams? Yeah, let's do it. Let's see which uh, which civilization we're going to destroy. Maybe not on civilization destroying levels, but my dream was full of disasters. It was just oh, one no. thing after another in my dream. One oh, thing after another, and I, I even in the dream, I was like, for God's sake, it just keeps coming. <laughs> keep it light. Yeah, keep it light. Bloody hell. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell me. Maybe maybe my spawn will cause issues. We'll see. Oh, no. The Hertfordshire will burn. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to go and kiss a goose and, and, and do a dance in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's do it. Three, two, one, go. Hello. I had a dream that 
I had to go to London for some reason, but I had to stay overnight first. So the Yorks cast booked me a B&B. No, not a B&B, a hostel to stay in. And I was like, yeah, alright, that'd be fine. So I drove into London and parked up somewhere. Um, and that's when it got a little bit weird. It was like, I parked up, but it wasn't me. It was two dudes who I know, and they went into this building, and the people who owned the building, I think they were out, or, no, there was a man in there, one man, and the other, I think the lady who lived there just took the dog out. So there's one man in there, he's about to get in the shower, it's all dark in there, and then someone sneaks out, and it's a murderer, and he wants to stab this man. I'm not sure if he manages it, <clears throat> but once he does, the two men that came out of my car like incapacitate the murderer and it turns out there's lots of other murderers and they've been like wrapping children in um cotton thread <laughs> like like Frodo in Lord of the Rings with Shelob they're like covered in in thread so the the guys they're like gently cutting this thread open and the kids are happy they're like oh fat cheers cheers for that that was that was annoying anyway they leave everybody leaves and i go to my my hostel uh and i go to check in and the the front entrance well before i get there actually i was really struggling to walk it was classic like dream walking where it, it just felt so slow it felt like someone was pulling me back and I felt really unwell and I only had my backpack and it had a couple of things in it even though I was staying overnight um and then there were these two little kids and when I say little kids I mean little kids they were really tiny they were like not they were like toddler sized but I think they were getting scolded by my parents. Not my parents, their parents. And then their parents wandered off. And then these kids started trying to pick on me. Um, so one of them was pulling my backpack, and the other one like grabbed some sherbet out of my backpack and threw it all on the floor. And I was like, no, my sherbet. So I got really angry, and I picked them up by like their cuffs, and I was like, stop picking on me, or I'm going to have you, mate. I'm going to bloody have you. And I, I like threw them on the ground. <laughs> they were like dolls. Like they kind of just went thud. And I threw them on the ground, and they got back up and carried on. And I was just like, no. Uh, but eventually, I got to the hostel, and the lobby was absolutely packed, and it was really run down, and it was there was crap everywhere. Um, and I went to check in. And I gave him my name, and they were like, are you going to pay with cash or card? And I was like, wait, it hasn't been paid for yet? Like, I could have just gone somewhere else. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll just pay with card. So I paid. And I went to go to the lift because I felt really ill. Like, like I still felt really slow and, like, almost like I had a fever. Um, and when I called the lift... Uh, my brother turned up, and I was like, oh, so so I just forgot about the lift. And I was like, God, this place looks awful. And he was like, oh, I'll help you find your room. Like, what number are you? And I was like, oh, I'm, I think I was like 3667 or something like that, or 3660. So we went up the stairs, but when I say stairs, it was like two steps. And then you look where the rest of the stairs would have been, and it was like a big filing cabinet each one with a number on it and we found my number and my brother was like oh god this place is weird 
so when I found my number, like, he pulled it down and out. I, like, fastened it all up. And it basically pulled out into, like, a really thin room that was, like, dangling in the lobby on the ceiling. But it wasn't just for me. It was for everyone. So everyone just started coming up there. And... We all had rooms in this in this place, and I was like, "This is awful. This is this is really terrible. I do not want to stay here." And there was like um, a guy sitting on a couch nearby, and he was like, "Oh, it's not a lot of room, is there?" Like, "Oh, what are we gonna do if we run out of beds? We'll have to share." And I was like, "If we run out of beds, I'm leaving, and you can fucking sleep on the couch, bitch." <laughs> um. And uh, my brother was just there, like, helping. And I was like, man, I might just go and sleep in my car. And I was like, where are you staying? And he's like, oh, me and my girlfriend and kids are camping out out front. Uh, They've got a barbecue on the go. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I'm definitely leaving. Um, So I got up and I started gathering. I didn't have a lot of stuff, so I gathered up whatever I had. And it turned out there were like little fa- little like favors for the people that were staying there, and there were people in the way of it. But my brother tried to get it, and he got it, and it was like a little, um, a little slowpoke, uh, gearing. And and I, at that point, I turned into Pikachu, and I was like, yeah, because I was happy I got slowpoke gearing. <laughs> anyway, so I left. I was me again, and I was like, I'm not staying here. This place sucks. But now I'm hungry, so I need to find food, and then I'll go back to my car and go to sleep. So I went to a kebab shop. I was like, I'm surrounded by lovely food, but there's a kebab shop here, I'll go here. And for some reason I ordered vegetable pasta and vegetable rice. And then I went to a pub which had my family there, and I started eating my awful food. And they were like, oh, you get anything nice? And I was like, I got kebab shop rice. And they were like... You're going to get food poisoning. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> it's just been a disaster of a day. I'm just going to eat my rice and be sad. <laughs> and I think that's it. Um, Yeah. The end. Oh, There you go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So there was a bit at the end that I forgot when I recorded it. But when I sat down to eat my rice... Um, whoever was sitting next to me had like Chinese takeaway and they were dishing out their own rice, like nice egg fried rice. Yeah. And they accidentally spilt a bit on my sad kebab shop rice. And they were like, oh, and then they tried to spoon their rice off of my rice back onto their plate. Oh <laughs> and I was gosh. like, no, stop touching my rice. <laughs> <laughs> so it got even worse. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh my god. So yeah, that that's the dream. It was a it was a disaster. It was it wasn't like a nightmare or anything. It was just like, ugh. One thing one after, thing another. after <laughs> another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god. I am really trying interesting. I'm trying to look things up in the book, but both bunnies are chewing on the book as I try uh, and read it. <laughs> babies. Little pickles. Little pickles. As soon as I opened it, they were like, ooh, a snack. A snack. Scary. Um, But yeah, I was wondering, we were talking about staying in hostels recently, weren't we? I wonder, would it have been around then that you had this dream? I don't know. I I had it very recently. This was, what day is it today? This was yesterday. Oh. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what got me thinking about hostels, but... London, I know, because uh, my partner's coming down to see me today and he has to go into London before coming in my direction. So in my brain, I was like, I need to go to London and meet him. But I don't. (laughs) But that was the reason in the dream that I had to go to London. So, yeah, I was just like, right, I need to go to London and I need to stay in a hostel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. Bloom in London. Bloom in London. Like, it's good for some things, but if I could go home without having to go through it, 
I would. Yeah. It's just That's such a issue, ball like, to go through. Like being in Hertfordshire, if you need to go anywhere, a lot of the time you have to go via London. Yeah. Which is such a ball like, even if like you want to go north, like I had to go, to go to Birmingham a while ago. Again. Yeah, I had to go into London to then go out of London to, to Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, not Birmingham. I think it was Manchester. But yeah, um, it's it's just it's a pain in the butt. Oh, London. But I've, I've stayed in hostels in London before and none of them were that bad. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think like what could parts of it represent? Because I was thinking like, is there some sort of like group activity that you've been part of that you didn't enjoy could it be something mm. like that because i guess in hostels oh, i don't like... know i i have this stream on fridays that I just... <laughs> <laughs> not this friday you know <laughs> <laughs> oh dear i mean how many people do you know that are gonna be at the wedding you're going to tomorrow i only really know my D group Maybe it's that. Maybe it's worry of like you're going to be in a place with full strangers. of people that I don't know. Yeah, and yeah. I am staying at the venue actually as well. Um, it won't be in a hostel. It's at a nice wedding venue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean there is always that 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 worry about staying somewhere new and like I don't know about you. Like a lot of people, are like oh I bloody love weddings, but weddings are sort of inherently stressful for me because it's like right, I need to turn up, I need to be somewhere, and I need to not miss the ceremony. <laughs> so it's like I hope I'm in the right place. I think because I've had like my wedding, which had like obviously then you're like you're organizing, you're like people always have questions because I chose not to have like bridesmaids or a maid of honor or anything so any questions were just like my way it'd be like where do you want this where's this happening should we sort this and we had things like you know people who couldn't make it on the day and the person who couldn't make it on the day was literally like the buffer person between two families two sets of a family that don't get on so oh. they had to like <laughs> redo the seating plan on oh, the day no. and i think because of like having done that now when i go to other people's weddings i'm like I know what it's like being on the side of it as a bride. Mm -hmm. And I literally couldn't tell you who was there and who wasn't there. I was in such a focused mode of like this day. Like I literally, I remember Alex and, and my parents and his parents. And there's times when I've said to people like, yeah, you know, at the wedding. And they were like, I didn't know you then. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, literally. I think you said that to me. You like are just so <laughs> focused. So I know like... I know that during someone else's wedding, I could probably literally just like take my trousers off and they wouldn't notice because they're having the best day of their life. Like they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, you know, you could, you could, you could get away with a lot. I think the only time I have felt bad at a wedding is when I accidentally held up a wedding slightly because I was having a poo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was really nervous. And because I, I was like, oh my gosh, what if my IBS goes off during the wedding? And then because I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to go and I need to go now. <laughs> so it was in this place, it was like a converted barn and the toilet was at the back of the barn. So everyone was just already in there. Oh um, my so God. I was like, okay, I can make it, I can make it. And I... There was still like music playing and stuff. So I was like, this is fine. This is fine. I ran and I sat down in the toilet. As soon as I sat down, the it music started. stopped. No. And I was like, oh, the bride's going to be coming in. So I like as quick as I could was like, okay, get through this. And then I got up and as I walked out, I had to walk past the bride who was waiting at the door. And I was just like, good luck. Oh my Congratulations. God. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine like um, you start walking down the aisle, the music is like really faint and starting to to build and then you hear a toilet flush and, <laughs> or and worse. Briny, meekly or worse <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm just like sorry so whoops <laughs> <laughs> when you got to go you got to go am i right <laughs> oh so, my um, god so yeah it could be it could be worse it'll be fine it could be worse it could be worse no, I am looking forward to it. I think it'll be super fun. But yeah, there's always that little little bit of like, oh no, 
oh no, it's going to be stressful. But yeah. but yeah. I just see it as like a it's like a nice happy day when you yeah. get free food. True. That's, that's my uh my view of what I am looking now. forward to the food. That's that's gonna be good. But going back to the hostel, like the hostel itself, like the way that the room folded out was really strange. So like when I say the staircase was like a filing cabinet, it wasn't like the outside of a filing cabinet. It was like, you know, you pull the drawer open and it has like all of the paper pockets, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, so it was like looking down on one of those paper pockets, but that was where the stairs should have been. Um, and each each pocket had a number on it. Um, so you had to find your number and then pull it out. And then it just folded out into a big like paper platform, which was suspended above the lobby so it was still really loud it was like swaying because it was suspended in the in the on the roof yeah um and then like beds and stuff just kind of appeared uh, and at first actually when my brother like opened it up for me because he was the one setting it up um it was like like imagine opening one of these paper pockets in a, in a filing cabinet it was it was narrow like that it was like how do we fit a bed in there yeah. And then I like as he opened it I saw a little bed in it and I was like, "Oh my god, am I going to be squished when I sleep?" But then yeah, <laughs> then it all opened up and it was like, "Okay, this is still terrible." <laughs> oh jeez. And then yeah, there were people everywhere and they were all getting in the way of things. Oh dear. It was it was it was wild. Yeah, I was interested in the um, the tiny children. Oh God, yeah, the <laughs> tiny children. I I was I was very violent with the tiny children. Um, yeah, maybe now you were like, I just threw them on the ground. I threw them on the ground. <laughs> they were fine though. <laughs> they just kind of bounced. But yeah, they 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 were bullying me. They threw my sherbet on the floor, and oh. it was while I was trying to walk to this hostel, and I was dream walking, so it felt like I was stuck in cement. Yeah. And and yeah, they were pulling my backpack and stealing my stuff. And yeah, so I, well, I said in the recording, I grabbed them by the cuff, but I didn't mean that. I grabbed them by the scruff um, and I held them up and I was like, stop, just stop being a little pain in the butt. And then, yeah, I threw them on the ground. But yeah, they just they just kind of went thud and then got back up and carried on. So it didn't work. Violence isn't the answer, everyone. <laughs> Very resilient children, aren't they? They were, yeah, very resilient. <laughs> they were like, like they were like toddler size, but they were like teenagers. Um, yeah, yeah, it was mm. weird. It was very strange. But then there were the children at the start of the dream who were covered in cotton, and yeah. they were, they were okay. They were, they, they were very like, chill. Like when we saved like them, wrapped up by Shelob. Yeah, they were wrapped up by Shelob. Weirdly enough, like when <laughs> I think the reason that happened is because like I, I have a messy desk, right? And I was playing <laughs> with some cotton yeah. on, believe it or not, I have a messy desk. Uh, I was playing with some cotton on my desk and I have like nail glue, like super glue. And I was wrapping the cotton around stuff and just gluing it so it got hard and it became like a frame. And that was kind of like what happened to these kids. They were covered yeah. in cotton and glue. Okay. <laughs> it was really weird. Aww. I did look uh, up children in the book, but there's not really anything in there about children. Really? Um, that surprises me. Yeah, it says... Uh, oh, I, I lost my page. Oh, it says... Child who could be one of the dreamer's own children, but that is that's not really relevant. Yeah, these children weren't any children that I knew. Yeah, um, they were they were just random children. Random children. Dreaming of a child gives us access to our own inner child. We all have parts of ourselves which are still childlike and curious. When we are able to get in touch with that side of ourselves, we give ourselves permission to clarify a potential for wholeness, which we may not have previously recognised. I see. Well, the children I dreamt about were either one covered in cotton or horrible bullies. 
Well, that's the so, missing part of yourself that you must embrace. You need to start oh. bullying people. <laughs> <laughs> and then you will be complete. Okay, I'll get right on it. <laughs> I'm oh surprised dear. there's not more about... Yeah, I would have thought children would be like a big symbolic... Yeah, animal. yeah, definitely. I, I, I wonder if like babies are in there. Not that they were babies, but... But yeah, they were just they were just children. But yeah, I'm trying to think what other things. So after I left to go and sleep in my car, I got the food from the kebab shop and I got this horrible, disappointing pasta. And both the pasta and the rice were that they, they were in like almost like a soup. Like the rice, it was like someone cooked the rice and didn't strain it. Yeah. Not not that you should strain rice when you cook it. That's that's the wrong way to cook rice, but they've cooked the rice the wrong way. And it was just in a broth and it was terrible. And the pasta was like, I was like, yep, that's pasta, but it looked like soup. And you had to put the fork in and root around to find the bits of pasta. Oh, sloppy. (laughs) Um, It was very sloppy. So, yeah, I was just sitting there with my disappointing meal. I Uh, feel like food in dreams is meant to represent like something nourishing and good sort of thing like a satisfying experience i wonder if there was has there been anything that you've like maybe like a game that you were looking forward to that was a bit disappointing or just a day Mm. that you thought was going to be good that didn't quite go to plan i wonder if it's something like that jerry's come over for cuddles so i'm going off book now i'm Ah. I'm winging it (laughs) so it could be this whole thing honestly could be that I because of the whole going into London thing, I was going to go into London at some point yeah. and like do stuff, but the it got cancelled. Um, so it could be like my brain just being like, you know, you were going to go to London and have a nice time, but instead here's a scenario where you went to London and had a horrible time. <laughs> Yeah, make you like, well, I'm glad I didn't go to London after all. Yeah, like it's terrible there. <laughs> it would have been stinky. Yep, it would have been awful. You would have had sad pasta and stayed in a paper hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On second thoughts, let's not go to London. <laughs> it is a silly place. The on the opposite end of that, oh my gosh, I woke up to... So they've announced... Um, AEW's dates that they're going to be in the UK and we thought it was going to be at like Craven's Cottage or something which is the stadium that Tony Khan owns but it's actually going to be at Wembley which is blooming massive so the idea of us being able to like afford any seats in which the wrestlers would be bigger than they would be on a telly yeah um, (laughs) it's quite slim but um so I woke up and I looked in our chat that we've got about wrestling and it was just like uh, Alex, Trot, and Kim all being like, "Okay, how much are we spending on a hotel?" Right? We they, <laughs> the tickets aren't even on sale yet, but they were like, "We need to book this hotel up now," sort of thing. Um, and then like talking about, "Okay, so we need to set our limit for how much we're willing to spend on tickets and stuff." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And even it's happening. It's like <laughs> August. I'm all. I already have the London dread. I'm already like, oh, I want to go to London. That's it. You're going to be having stinky London dreams now. Bloody London! You're going to go to London and get sad pasta, and see a tiny wrestler. I've always thought because obviously I grew up pretty close to London, and I've always thought it's a lovely place to leave. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to go there for the day. But and it's then really, go it's home. really nice to come home from London. It is, yeah. <laughs> just leave it. really it. is. Just Whenever I've had a day out in London, like the, <laughs> yeah, the train back has always been just, I am exhausted and I smell and I want to go home yeah. and be in bed. Like, I like getting, um, there's like a Leon at King's Cross, which is the station that I had to go to to go home. Just getting like a nice, a nice Leon and going home. That's what's a, a Leon? That's a nice, it they basically do. Um, oh, what's their tagline? It's like fast food done right or something. It's like healthy fast food. So okay. they do these really nice like um, ricey salads, and they do do waffle fries. They were the first place Ooh. I ever had waffle fries, but they generally do like slightly 
healthier. Uh, are they are they one of the ones that's like outside the station? No. Or are they inside? I've never yeah. seen them because I go through King's Cross as well. But I always go to Wasabi, like the, the sushi place. Ah, is that one of the ones that's up the top bit? Yeah, yeah, you go up the escalator. Leon is downstairs opposite that. Ah, okay. I'll keep an eye out um, next time I'm there. This is fascinating for any non-UK people. Yeah, this is fascinating. This is, what, what food do you eat when you go to King's Cross? I, get, I, I generally get sushi and sit on the train and eat some sushi. Well, I use that because I really like Leon. Maybe there's not one there anymore, but there's one in Paddington as well. So it used to be that when I was coming, like if I was working in London, if I was going home one way, like to Hertfordshire, I'd get that Leon. And if I was coming back to Bristol, I'd get the... The Paddington Leon. <laughs> it's basically how I map out London is where Leon Where the food are. is. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I do it based on where wasabi is and Pret <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, they've started doing a really nice sandwich at Pret. It sounds weird, but it's like mushroom, lettuce and tomato. But it's like this really well-cooked shiitake mushroom. Ooh. Really good. I've never seen oh. that. Usually in Pret, I get the sun-dried tomato baguette oh. with, with a little olives in it. That's a nice baguette. one. Baguette. I do like that salad. I like it. It's got pomegranate seeds in, which I like. Yeah, makes me feel fancy. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Pret, Pret is good. They're, they're, they're little oh. yogurt pots that they do with the pomegranate seeds in as well. Oh, oh. those are good. Oh. <laughs> See, in my dream, I could have just really gone nice to a Pret, too. but no, I yeah, went to a kebab shop. Pret. <laughs> a kebab shop that's sold pasta. Mmm. Mmm. Delicious. Delicious. And then someone s- spilt rice in it. Ugh. They spilt that delicious rice in that my delicious rice. It pasta. was well, <laughs> See, if they'd have just spilt the rice in there, I would have been like, oh, nice, bonus. But then they started rooting around in it with their spoon, trying to get it back out. And I was just like, well, come on. Ugh. You're taking it a bit far now, mate. Leave my yeah. rice alone. I think that you know, once they crossed into your borders, that that's your rice, really. That's exactly, not, exactly. Not theirs to take back. Nope, <laughs> it's lost. It's gone that's, forever. It's trespassed. <laughs> it's trespassed. But yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really anything else in the dream that I. Uh, I know that the the hostel itself cost four pounds sixty. Oh, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, it was very cheap. Which is when the end, I was like, yeah, all right, I'll pay it. It's only four pound. But yeah. uh, but it, it wasn't worth it. Turns out, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not even worth four pounds. Not even it. worth it. It was awful, bloody awful. Dear oh dear, was it? Dear oh dear. Um, in the filing cabinet, did you at least have your own room, or did you have no. to? I guess in no. the end, everyone piled in, didn't they? Yeah, they did. It, it seemed as though I would have my own room because they were all numbered and like you opened up your number and it folded out into a room. But when it got folded out, there were suddenly a lot more beds and everyone just filed in and started mooching around. And it was like, well, now my bed isn't my bed anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh hang on. I didn't do the thing. What I thing? was meant to do the thing. Okay, so your dream means that London will burn. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Destruction will be brought down upon all kebab houses. No. Unless <laughs> you find the golden pasta in oh your travels. God. And wherever you find that pasta, that is where you will set up your home. <laughs> okay, okay. I must go and find the golden pasta. <laughs> else London will burn. <laughs> As it is foretold. My go. goodness. Prophesized. Well, that's it. <laughs> nice. That's, that's, that's it. That's the dream. You know, there's two uh, different stories in Greek mythology that both involve uh, prophets telling people to just follow cows and then saying, wherever the cow lies down, that's where you're going to found a city. <laughs> and they do. And they do. <laughs> just follow a cow. I bet back it's, in those days, prophets were like, should we see what we can get the next one to do? Yeah, literally. Like, oh, I told that one to follow a cow. <laughs> Wait, didn't you tell him to follow a cow last week as well? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lol. 
I'll get him to follow a goose next time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh. Well, shall we give your dream a little listen and see what oh, uh, what city can... is going to be devastated and whose children need to be sacrificed? I can only apologise for this dream. This was a dream that I was on the verge of not recording because I was like, have I crossed the line of what's too weird? <laughs> but maybe, I don't really even remember what happened. I just remember when I was recording it, I am I think I'm like nervously giggling because I'm like, I shouldn't, shouldn't be recording this. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's, maybe it's fine. It's maybe. probably fine. Sam, get ready to cut it. Just bleep the entire thing. Just two minutes. <laughs> oh my gosh, that reminds me. The other day I was in a Uber um, mm-hmm. and they had the radio on. But it was obviously some sort of like, I don't know. I don't know what the kids listen to these days. Some sort of hip hop. And um, mm-hmm. they kept on like just not bleeping, but the words, you know, when it just cuts out in the middle of they a just sentence because they've yeah. obviously said something. And I don't know what, the song was, but the lyrics were something like, um, they can't take my energy. And then there was two lines that were just completely blank. And then it said, so I had a vasectomy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, what did you say? What did you in do? In that space that was so bad that you couldn't have any of the words. Like two lines just completely <laughs> gone. <laughs> oh my God. Made me giggle though. Made me a giggle. And on that note, (laughs) it's dream time. (laughs) It's dream time. Here we go. What? Three, two, one, go. I had a dream that was so all over the place. Like, all I remember was that at one point I was back in school, but I didn't want to be there. So I kept pretending that I had a really heavy period, but to tell the teacher, kept on like coming up with all these different euphemisms like I would be like oh sorry miss squeeze the ketchup too hard gotta go (laughs) just leave um and then at one point I think I was like diving into a lake for Rhythian and I found a sword but the sword was actually like a giant butter knife um and then there was a whole bit where I was talking to my sister and she really wanted to get into animation she was like I just really want to do animation, but other people, like, I want my first animation to be amazing and other people have to work for ages to get their good animation. I don't want to do a bad one. I just want to do my first one to be really good. Um, And then she was saying that she really wanted to get Discord, but you had to pay for Discord. I was like, you don't have to pay for Discord. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because you're on an iPhone. (laughs) Um, and then at one point I was just like swinging on a rope naked outside a, a restaurant and the restaurant had all like glass fronted, uh, like it was all big glass windows. And I was like, oh, everyone saw everything. Oops. And then there was a bit where I woke up and I was thinking, oh, I need to record this dream. Um... And I looked down and I was just thinking through all of the dreams that I'd had. And I looked down and I had a third nipple. And then I actually woke up. I, I'm, I'm so confused. The end. Bye-bye. <laughs> Br- <laughs> Brian, what the go. hell was that? What do you, what do you make of that then? <laughs> uh, in my head <laughs> I, I have no idea anymore I just don't know oh my god you you you, you sure do get naked a lot in your dreams Brainy. I do this felt like the most naked I'd been like I've been naked but this felt like naked I was naked. swinging around like, were, you, were you embarrassed to be naked in front of these people in a restaurant i think i was embarrassed when i i was having fun swinging and then i think when i noticed that people were trying to eat i was a bit like oh sorry but i i was sorry for disturbing them i don't think i was sorry for 
being nude. <laughs> so that tracks. That's Bryony's unapologetic nakedness <laughs> uh, making a return. Um, <laughs> there was an extra detail that I left out. You'd be surprised to hear there was more oh, to this. Oh, no. That when I noticed that... So with the with the third nipple, I remember I looked down and I was like, oh, that's weird. I've got like, I don't know, like a spot on my chest or something. And so I, <laughs> so I squeezed it and it <laughs> started... With this blue stuff started leaking out. Oh my and then God. that's when I was like, that's not a spot, that's a nipple. <laughs> <laughs> so if that makes it any more clear, um, there's a um, detail for you. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, um, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> what what would I wonder if nipples are in my book? Oh maybe, maybe. Uh what would it be? Body. Maybe all the people in that restaurant were just looking at your third nipple. Maybe. I wonder what it's... I mean, I don't think I've known anyone with a third nipple to ask them what it's like. Anyone in the comments with a... (laughs) (laughs) What's it like? Uh, No, there's no nipples. It goes mouth, nose, penis. Just completely skips out the nipples. Well, it would huh. probably say something along the lines of motherhood and femininity and shit like that. Oh yeah, wouldn't it? the giving, nipple. the giving nipple, giving blue liquid. I mean, I've not thought. The only thing I could think was, okay, th- is this a Star Wars reference? But I've not thought about you know the blue milk for a long time. <laughs> it wasn't on my mind at all, so I don't think it's that. Well, maybe that's just something. I've not thought life. about blue milk for a long time. <laughs> it wasn't like no one had made a reference to it recently and I hadn't seen it or thought about it. But maybe it's just there in the, you know, the dark cracks of my mind and it just leaked out a little bit. <laughs> mm. I think I know well, what, what one of the bits of the dream means. If okay, that, if good. That that's a start. I've what, been what are you playing thinking? Grounded, which is a game, for those who don't know, where you are in, you're shrunk down, like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you're shrunk down to be tiny and you're in a garden and everything is like huge, like blades of grass are like trees. And I reckon that's probably what, because I was, we built a house next to the pond, which is like a massive lake in the game. And um, I was swimming in there for a bit. And I reckon that's what that part of the dream was, that I was just... I'd got, like, the butter knife was a sword because I was tiny, I reckon. Okay. That is literally just from playing Grounded. Right, right, right. The rest of it, though, I've no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Okay, so... Oh, yeah, the whole part of the beginning as well. It was very, like... There was a lot of your body involved in this. So, like, at the beginning, yeah. you're like, oh, I've squeezed the ketchup too hard. I'm going to use that from <laughs> now on. That's a good one. Sorry, miss. Squeeze the ketchup too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, in the dream, I became aware that I was having a school dream. Because a lot of the time, my school dreams will be like, oh, my gosh, I've not turned up to school for ages. And I think as soon as I tuned into like, oh, this is a school dream, then it just stopped. And I moved on to the next bit because I was like, I don't go to school. What the heck is this? I don't Um, go to school. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm out of (laughs) here. Um, but yeah, just, Mm. it was just one thing after another, but not in any particularly cohesive fashion. (laughs) I, I love the... My dream was just tons of random stuff, but there was a constant plot thread, whereas yours is just, I was naked. I was naked and swinging. I had a third (laughs) nipple. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. I I mean, as much as I want to help you with this, Bryony, I... I don't know what is going on in there. I, I, I feel like... I mean, 
what have we said about you being naked in the past? Like, it's it's like... It's, it's... We've said, stop, this is meant to be a professional stop. podcast. You, put clothes on. <laughs> you need to put clothes on, Bray. <laughs> We're in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think it's meant to be like that... I don't know, is it that you're expressing yourself or something or that yeah. you're okay with yourself? Yeah, like if if like you're worried about it and obviously you're anxious about something, but you're never worried about it. Like no. you're just you're just expressing yourself. You're just being creative and and swinging around naked. Having a lovely time. Which yeah. is just so untrue from like you know, in real life if I even show too much arm, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, no. Ooh. What will people think?" Not the um, arm. That's very spicy. I I just worry that like like because I had a thing recently where I basically I filmed I can't say what it is yet but I filmed a members video and I was so self conscious that because when people see me in streams they see me from like the like the shoulders up. And that yeah. you know when you you're like okay this is an acceptable crop and an acceptable mm-hmm. angle. And then all of a sudden I was like, people are going to see me full length and what I look like moving around. And that's really weird. Oh, maybe, maybe that, that's it. Maybe you've hit the nail on the head. Like, even though you were a bit like, devil may care about being naked. You know, these people in the restaurant did see you and you were like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, So, so maybe the people in the restaurant were the YouTube viewers. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, they're seeing me from all sorts of angles now. Every angle. <laughs> Nothing is hidden. Everything lays there. <laughs> That's it. Like, and mm. you kind of do do that when you record like IRL content because it's like, like you say, like you don't have the, the safety net of being able to control your own camera and stuff. And yeah. that's always a big worry. Like that's why I don't really like being in IRL stuff, I want to do it, but I don't want to lose that control, you know? Yeah. And and that's like a big stressful thing about it. So I think it's yeah. also just like when you look at yourself in a mirror, you see yourself there's only so many angles you can see yourself from because you have to be able to see yourself sort of thing. So you don't really know what you look like like from the side or from the back or moving around and stuff like that. So it is really weird to just see, like, other people know what you look like so much more than you know what you look like, sort of yeah. thing, because they see you in motion, whereas we sort of see ourselves in a very set way, just, like, stood, you know, mm-hmm. checking if something's in your teeth or something. That's about yeah, what you see. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's very odd. Yeah, I would love to be able to like just clone myself and be able to see myself just so I can like check. Do I look alright? Yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be so helpful. Like I don't even have a full length mirror in the house. So if I want to check what an outfit looks like, I literally have to either try and stand in the bath because our bathroom mirror is on the wall. <laughs> or sometimes I will check my face in the bathroom and then I'll run downstairs and check my body in the reflection of the oven door but that's not very clear like what i should do is just buy a full length mirror so I yeah can see. That, that would be that'd be one way to deal with that but yeah it's oh. just so it is very odd just thinking like other people will know i don't know i don't really know what i look like and i'm surprised every time i see myself in a video i'm like oh Oh, that's me. That's me. I'm like a horse trying to recognise myself. Like, oh, <laughs> oh? is that me? <laughs> it's very, it's very odd. Very odd. Hmm. But yeah, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. It's probably just a bit of like being a bit self-conscious, but also like, you know, I am self-conscious, but. I'm going for it. It's it's I'm... it's there now. It's it's a thing. It's been recorded. It's done. Not letting uh, it hold me back. Yeah, and that's such the best way to be. Yeah, naked and swinging outside. Naked a restaurant. and swinging. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the other bits about the animation and my sister were about. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think maybe that was to do with, like, sometimes. It's scary to try things 
Um, yeah. Because you want it to be perfect the first time. Mm-hmm. And perfection, I mean, perfection doesn't come at all, but the our idea of perfection, I guess, comes with practice and trying and failing. Yeah. Uh, especially. So I, I, I guess it's something to do with that, but I don't feel like there's anything in particular that I've been scared to try. Well, you have been doing more editing lately, haven't you? And it's been like a new thing. Yeah, true. True. And, yeah, and like you said before the, the stream, like you'd been getting feedback on like things that you'd been editing. And that's always a that's always like a a stressful thing as well. It's like, oh no, what if I've done it wrong? Like I'm gonna have yeah. to go back and change a lot of it. Like you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's probably all to just do with that, like a new endeavor. And what if I'm because it's like I've I've taken on my first like freelance editing now. And it is that thing of like, oh, because okay. you know the way like when you do stuff as a content creator sometimes you'll say to people like um is this good and they'll be like yeah yeah that's really good and you're like are you just saying that because you're lovely and you're too nice to say otherwise um and but then when you have like actual like business feedback and you're like oh i know that they're gonna be like plainly honest because Mm -hmm. They, it's a product now sort of thing. So maybe it was just to do with the the worry about that, like getting honest feedback. Honest and it, feedback, that, yeah. It sounds bad because it's not that I'm saying that people in chat and communities lie, but I think they're uh, towards the nicer end of feedback. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're streaming and you've got like a weird buzz, buzz in the background. But chat doesn't say anything. You know, they just, they're just like, oh, there's a weird buzz, but I'll just deal with it. And then two yeah. weeks later, it's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, the weird buzz, oh, it disappeared for five minutes, but it's back now. And you're like, what? <laughs> what weird buzz? What, what or like, buzz? You, get, you get like people who have just been putting up with something and then someone joins in. They're like, hey, is everyone else's sound weird or is it just me? And they're like, yeah. oh, no, mine's weird too. And you're like, why oh, didn't no, you it's, say it's, anything? It's always <laughs> like that. We just deal with it. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's like when I've had a few times where I've just like, because I'm not very good at balancing out like the, uh, because everything just goes through on the same track when like I have desktop audio and notification audio and people on Discord. So I'll be trying to balance that out and I'll be like, okay, is that good? And people will be like, oh, that's better. And I'm like, is it better or is it good? Yeah. (laughs) Oh. Or like, <laughs> I think it's better because it was awful before. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to try at some point, like not doing anything and going, is that better? And that will be like, yeah, yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've done it again. Well done. Well done. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, oh, chat. Bless. Yeah, lovely. Hee. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I guess I guess that's that's solved. I don't know what the yeah. school bit was about. Maybe it's because I'm learning something new. I've returned to schooling. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But you you know you tried to get out of it by squeezing I the ketchup too hard. So I did. <laughs> oh, it's then... so weird how school is such a common thing in dreams. I think it's just scarred us all for life. I think it's just such a part of our formative years. Yeah, it's such a big part, isn't it? Yeah, I guess it really shapes like like how you go into things, how you view people, how you all of that stuff. Like you do form those sorts of uh, preconceptions at school, maybe. Even though it's so different to real life, like it doesn't really set you up for it at all. There's there's no comparison. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, school, Rhythian, sister, nipple. That's Perfect. my winter soldier awakening <laughs> words. <laughs> I'm ready to fight now. Here we go. Woo! <laughs> oh dear. Butter well, knife, restaurant, <laughs> blue milk. <laughs> <laughs> I have awoken. You have awoken. <laughs> we did it. We did Yay. it. Good job. Good job, team. Good job, team. <laughs> well. Well. 
Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you, Vrainy. A lovely chat. A oh, very lovely chat. And for putting up with my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will always put up with your dreams. They are fantastic. Yay. It's a wild ride every time. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, everyone. And we will see you next time. Next time. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye for now.